Thanks so much for joining us. Our car care show underway at 7.08 on a cloudy morning. Rain on the way. Steve Thompson in. Denny Long, by the way, returns tomorrow morning. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Pleased to be joined by Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Dan, I hope you're doing well. I am doing well, Steve. How about you? I'm glad. It was nice to talk to you this week, and, uh, and good to be back here again this weekend. Yeah, good to visit with you and uh, one of your guys in the shop. Uh, have you been busy this week? You know, it's been busy enough. Uh, I think we're like most businesses in town right now. We're trying to keep all of our employees employed and busy and safe. And uh, so we've, of course, implemented a whole bunch of ways that you can get your car serviced where by dropping your car off and not having any human interaction at all, where uh, you put the keys, you know, through the mail slot and you... We know you're coming. We communicate by phone, and then when your car is all done, we uh, pull it right up front with keys and receipts on the on the uh, front seat, and away you go. And then, of course, we're we we are disinfecting uh, all the cars before we start working on them, and after we start working on them. So, you know, Steve, it's just like all of life, where uh, it you can get by if you simply adjust and and do what needs to be done and what's appropriate for the times and uh, and that's what we're doing and certainly uh, car care uh, automotive repair services are deemed essential by the state of minnesota during the stay at home order and by the way if you want to talk to dan about your car truck van whatever feel free to call the program 651-989 Nine two two six. You'll visit with Dennis Matuzak this morning, as always. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text uh, the same number. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And we have a text, and I would love to start there. And this is really a good one. I, I've used Stabil uh, fuel treatment religiously in my outdoor power equipment, uh, lawnmowers. Uh, uh, my my snow thrower, etc. Because you never know, especially with a snow thrower, when you're going to use it again. And I, I've really had good luck with that product over the year. But from the text line, if I'm going to be at home for a while and I'm not driving my car, should I put Stabil in the fuel tank? Well, I sure hope that that will not be necessary, Steve. Um, <laughs> If it's going to be months and months or uh, a year, it might be a good idea. But uh, I sure hope that doesn't uh, come to pass. And, you know, everybody's going to need to go to the grocery store and get out for certain things. And, uh, you know, that's a good time to get your car out and keep it running a little bit. Um, But I sure hope this doesn't go on a long time. But just like you said, Steve, if you're putting your uh, equipment or, or a vehicle away for the season, then, yes, that's a great idea to uh, to put some gas stabilizer in there. And, and what it does, Steve, is it, it keeps the gas from aging and from the, the, you know, there's a chemical process in it as it sits, and it can cause deterioration of, you know, both in the car and, and in the product itself. And the gas stabilizer uh, just uh, slows that down by a bunch. So 
you know, people who want to or who store their cars in the fall and are just now bringing them out, uh, you know, next uh, next fall when you put your car away to put some gas stabilizer in there is a great idea. You absolutely should do that. From our text line, by the way, is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Burns joining us from Lloyd's Automotive. I have a 2013 Ram 1500 that has both low and high beam lights out on the passenger side. I've had it to the dealership several times, and uh, they they say that uh, th- there's a, a wiring issue. Is this a do-it-yourself project? or It could be. If it's a wiring, if it's just one side, and if it's a wiring project, it's at a connection, and um, most commonly... The headlights actually take quite a bit of amperage. They, they take quite a bit of juice. And because they take quite a bit of juice, if you get a, a bad connection at all, the, uh, in anywhere in the, in the uh, wiring system, uh, at the point that the bad connection is, it gets hot while you're using them. And over time, that, uh, that heat can actually cause the connector to melt and and then, of course, as time goes by, the connection gets so bad that it won't even carry the electricity anymore through it. And so that's the kind of thing that you're looking for. Most commonly, though, it's it's at a connection. And, you know, if you want to do it yourself, start at the headlight and work your way back. And uh, somewhere along the way, you're going to find a, a bad connection that's causing this. Yeah, and the the shorts and tracking those down can be labor-intensive, I'm sure. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, you're on the air with Dan Burns. Hank in Hudson, hello. Hey, hello. I have a 2014 Ford Escape, and we took a trip to the Gulf Coast, just returned home. And on the way, I could hear like a scraping noise coming from the rear end of the vehicle. And because of this concern, I took it to a repair shop. He told me that the rotors and the calipers and everything were pretty well corroded from salt and that, and he soaked the parts overnight and uh, was able to put everything back together. And the brakes uh, are brand new, new pads and that. But on the way home, I noticed the noise came back. And it's it's not a loud scraping, but you can tell as the car RPMs pick up and your speed picks up that that it it uh, gets higher pitched and then it'll go away at a certain point of uh, speed. And I I've had the car looked at several different times by several different uh, mechanics, and they just can't seem to find out what's why that's happening. Is that uh, apparent in that vehicle? Well, it, no, there's nothing common about that vehicle, although uh, chasing noises and having a difficult time is very common, <laughs> especially if they come and go, and especially if we raise the vehicle up on the hoist and the noise isn't there, and that's also very common. Oftentimes when you're chasing a noise, you know, the, the weight of the vehicle needs to be on the wheels, and the wheels need to be turning, and that's a hard uh you know, a hard thing to track down. We have a we have a whole bunch of fancy tools that you can that will help us. We can put uh, actually put uh, remo- or uh, uh, wireless um, speak or uh, microphones down in several different 
spots underneath the car to identify which wheel perhaps it's coming from. But I think if if uh, if you bring that in and uh, tell somebody that same story, if they're patient enough, they'll get after it. Make sure that when you do drop it off, you go for a ride and make it clear, you know, what noise you're after. But uh, noises are noises are a challenge, and I'm not surprised that they're having a hard time getting this one. Sometimes when we're chasing noises, we've got guys in the front seat, we've got guys in the back seat, we'll put guys in the trunk and, uh, you know, try and zero in on exactly where it's coming from because they can be misleading sometimes, you know, with the way they echo and carry through the car. But it takes some patience. If you find the right shop, uh, they'll, they'll figure it out. And usually it's a rust thing that has happened over time. Uh, you know, the rust has caused, it, caused something to flex a little bit. And when that, something flexes, then it's just rubbing on a, something that's turning, and, and that's usually where we find it. Quick break. We'll have more with Dan Burns in a moment. It is our Car Care Show, Saturday mornings between 7 and 7.45. It is our weekly Car Care Show. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, joins us on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. And our phone number, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Uh, you can text as well. We have a number of texts lined up, but let's start on the phone line. Let's go to Tom and Oz. Yo, Tom, you're on the air. Hi, good morning. Uh, 2000 Buick Regal, Driver Information Center. I get a very erratic reading from my... I didn't, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't hear that, Tom. Yeah, my driver information center, uh, instant fuel economy is bouncing all over the place. Where is it getting its signal from, and what might be the repair for that? Well, uh, the instant fuel economy is a, is a whole bunch of information in, in that, that it's getting, and it's, it, you know, it's, of course, computer-generated. It takes those... Uh, the, the information that it's getting from temperature, throttle position, uh, load, uh, you know, a whole bunch of, of different information, and it takes it and, and it goes through a, a computer that's probably, oh, I, I would imagine it's re- maybe reporting to the body module, you know, and then and then to the information center uh, on your on your dash, but. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what module it's going through without doing some research and checking on that. But there's a calculation that's done, and uh, it sounds to me like one of those calculations or one of the inputs is giving you some misinformation and uh, and causing that uh, erratic uh, thing to bounce around. Quite common, <clears throat> quite commonly too. In an instance like that, we find that it's in the module itself, whatever module it is. Perhaps, like I said, perhaps it's the body module. I'm not sure, but um, but we do find that uh, that there's failure inside the module itself. You know where the calculations are being done, and uh, that's oftentimes where the problem is. So that's one I'm afraid you're going to have to get some help on because uh, if we if we hook it up to our scan tool and in our computers, we can uh, we can check all or see all the information that's coming in and uh, and then we'll uh, be able to make a diagnosis from there but that's pretty hard for you to do uh, in your driveway without all the proper equipment in a case like this 
mine. Very good, Tom. Good luck. Uh, let's go to Jerry next. Jerry, you're on the air with Dan Burns. Uh, good morning. Uh, I've got a 2011 Volvo C70 uh, convertible. When the top is down, uh, we don't hear this howling. But as soon as we put the top up, we get almost a deafening howl inside the car. I had two of my mechanics look at the tires uh, thinking maybe they were cupping. And uh, both of them said that's not it. It must be wheel bearings. So we had the wheel bearings changed. But after that expense, we still have the howling. Any thoughts? Well, <clears throat> I think I would I would bring that in and ask for someone. Do the, do the diagnostics on it and and uh, see exactly where the noise is coming from. I assume when the top's down, because of the wind noise, you're not hearing the noise. I would, I would, I'm assuming that it's there all the time. Although that being said, we certainly have found uh, weird noises that come from the exterior of the car. Be it a you know, oftentimes it's a like a bike rack or a luggage rack or something like that that will create a howling, but Assuming that it's something mechanical, uh, maybe it's coming from a wheel, or you, you know, that would have been my first thought also would be that it's coming from a wheel bearing. Uh, the other place that it could be coming is, you know, from a, a differential or, or something like that, something in the drivetrain. Um, but what we would do is, uh, hopefully be able to put the car up on the rack and, uh, and duplicate the noise, you know, while the wheels are turning, uh, if you can't do that, I, you know that can sometimes get a little more complicated uh, because then we're tr- then we're back to where we're trying to do the diagnostics on the road, and nobody's underneath the, able to be underneath the car to hear where the noise is coming from. But uh, I've never had one go out of here where we didn't zero in on it. So uh, I think if you uh, take it back to your shop and ask them to just spend a little more time and get a little more a little deeper into it, uh, they'll figure out what it is and if they have to spend quite a bit of time on diagnostics you know you'll have to expect to pay a little bit for that uh too but uh but i I, i'm pretty sure if you give them another look at it they'll figure out what it is yeah i've had over the years a lot of cars with weird noises i just turn the radio up a little louder to drown it out all of those noise problems that's for sure <laughs> we have a quick break we'll have more on our car here show with dan burns the phone number is 651-989-9226 you can call or text 651-989-9226 here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Dan Burns and Sam Lloyd's Automotive Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Our car care show underway here on a Saturday morning at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. The phone number is 651 651-989-9226 is our phone number and you can use that we have a number of texts lined up as well so feel free to call we still have time for you to visit with dan burns here from our text line uh right out of the gate we talked about fuel stabilizer and if someone uses the non-oxygenated fuel and it's available at more and more gas stations around the area um should they still use a fuel stabilizer in that outdoor power equipment Yes, they should. It, uh, the non-oxygenated uh, gas will, you know, 
change and deteriorate at the same rate as oxygenated gas, or, or at least close. I, I'm not a chemist, so I don't know for sure how that happens. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the non-oxygenated gas, if you leave it in the bowl of your carburetor for uh, a whole season, it will gel and cause trouble. And, you know, that's, that's what happens on seasonal equipment that you put away. It's always the fuel that's the problem. You know, when we, you know, people from time to time will ask Lloyds to help them get their snowblower or lawnmower going. And uh, when I, first place I go is always to the carburetor and take the bowl out and clean all the, all the uh, little tiny passages and uh, in doing so, it always fires right up and, and away you go. So it's always a fuel problem, and to put the stabilizer in there uh, will will way help at uh, eliminating that problem. Yeah, not gone wood. I've had a snow thrower for 22 years, and I've always either run it completely out of fuel before I store it, or I've used fuel stabilizer and other than changing a spark plug every few years, that's been about it. Um, it's yeah. been great. With, so with, it, you know, it, it is amazing. It, it's just like any equipment, Steve. If you uh, maintain it properly and, and plan ahead and take care of it, uh, you won't have trouble. That's always my advice to people with regards to their cars. And they say, well... You know, the owner's manual said I should do this and this. Is is that really important? And my answer is always yes. You should do what the manufacturer recommends because maintenance is way cheaper than repairs, always. So, uh, you know, that you should you should do maintenance, and you'll do a, a lot to eliminate, uh, first, the inconvenience of repairs, but also the expense of repairs. From our text line at 651-989-9226. And this is a great way to reach all our programs here at News Talk, K3LWCCO. Text anytime, 651-989-9226. Or you can call the studio as well. And we certainly invite your calls as well here on our Car Carrier Show. Uh, Dan, I plan on getting a new Honda CRV. I'm a senior that won't be using this vehicle in bad weather. Do I need four-wheel drive, or is just a, this just an additional cost? Because a lot of SUVs or um, crossover-type vehicles have four-wheel drive. You know, if you never drive in the snow and you don't want to, uh, I probably would not get all-wheel drive. There's no reason to. Um, you know, the, the, a, a CRV that is two-wheel drive will be front-wheel drive. And, you know, that gives you pretty good traction. The, the, the day that you need um, all-wheel drive is when the snow is really deep. And, uh, you know, you need, to, you need the, the vehicle to plow through that snow, that deep snow that's on the road. And, but once they get the roads plowed and so forth, I think that, uh, that uh, front-wheel drive would do just fine because uh, – you have to, you know, the, you have to be able to stop too, and the brakes are all, are all-wheel drive all the time. You know, or, the, or you know, they'll stop. The brakes will, all four wheels will stop. Uh, but the, I think if the front wheels alone are driving when there's not you know, deep snow, it'll work out just fine for you. 
I've I've had a rear wheel drive, uh, two wheel drive pickup for years now. I I talk about the truck time to time. It's getting a little long in the tooth, but I, I've really had no problem whatsoever. I, I I guess I'm too cheap to buy a four wheel drive. That that's that's where I'm coming from. Uh, yeah, Car well, Care Show it's, it's, Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, joining us. If you learn, you know, Steve, if you learn to uh, drive, if you, you did, you did obviously learn to drive with sure. a rear-wheel drive vehicle, and if you know how to do it, it's just fine. It's, it's, it's as you're driving, you plan ahead, and you, when you come to a, a spot where you're going to have to take a stop sign or whatever, and you're going to have to take off again, you think, well, how am I going to do this so that I can get through this without getting stuck? And there's always a way. But it's it just takes some planning ahead. So yeah, good for you. That that w- will work out just fine. Um, from the beginning of the show, you brought up about sanitizing the vehicle after your techs have been in it. And I would assume when someone drops off a car, you wipe it down real good before your techs get in. What what, what should people think about um, or or be concerned about? I would assume it would be the touch surfaces, the steering wheel, the um, shift lever, those types of things are the things that you really wiped out. Yeah, well, anything that you touch, you know, starting yep. with the outer door handle, and then uh, and then anything that we touch. And and my techs are all wearing gloves uh, all the time right now. And so the, the nice thing about gloves is, you know, as often as we have to wash our hands, uh, you know, just because of the work that we're doing. But then now, additionally, with any time we touch. A surface that somebody else has touched, uh, you have to wash your hands again. And my hands were getting sore, <laughs> so I'm glad to wear the gloves. And and with the gloves, we, we can simply spray the gloves down with disinfectant and and wipe that off, and and then you're good to go again. So, uh, no, we're all wearing gloves and and uh, being very safe that way. Not only for the our customers, but also for our staff too. We all want to keep working and uh and keep people on the road and the good news about uh you know the the essential business that's going on is it it does help keep things humming just a little bit you know the the restaurants are trying to keep people employed and and we're trying to keep people employed and the banks and the certainly the healthcare and uh, one of the things that we are glad about that that we can be open is that uh, you know we're here to keep the healthcare workers getting to and from work too which is which is very very important time is tight here at the end of the program we'll try and squeeze in a few more texts before we say goodbye have a 2012 silverado on the dash says i have to have the trailer brake system serviced is that a major problem or is it hard to tell well, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, I'm not sure what is going on with the trailer brake that that's causing that. But uh, if we hook it up to our scan tool, we can get diagnostic information out of that and see where the problem is. So it's probably worthwhile to just take it in and and uh, see what see what's going on with it. If it's a broken wire or or you know if there's problem in the module itself. But it's pretty pretty easy to access, so it's probably worth pursuing that. Whether you decide or whether it's necessary to repair will be up to you. If you never use a trailer brake, it's probably not a big idea. The only problem is that light is annoying. And without a repair, there's no way to turn that off. 
Yeah, and, and those lights, uh, it just drives me crazy when, when they come on. Even if I'm told it's not a big deal, I still want to get that thing turned off and repaired properly. Dan, we've got to run. Time is tight. Thanks for all the calls and texts here on our weekly car care chat with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, how do people reach you at Lloyd's? Well, you can find us on the web. That's the best way right now. All of our information about, you know, the actions that were taken with the virus and all that are on our website at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. You're welcome to come over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Or give us a call, 651-228-1316. All right, Dan, always great. Take care. All right. Thanks, Steve. There he is, Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, our weekly car care show.